You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, a podcast for music fans, where musicians and friends share some drinks and talk about the top 12 songs of the year without all that technical jargon. Join us for episode 59. This week, we'll discuss the songs of 1998. Looking back at 1998, a gallon of gas averaged $1.06 per gallon. California was the first state to ban smoking in bars. Viagra was approved by the FDA. And Clinton did not have sexual relations with that Lewinsky girl. The first iMac was released, while Google released their first search engine. Notable deaths that year, Phil Hartman, Sonny Bono, Harry Carey, Frank Sinatra, Roy Rogers, Gene Autry, and Alan Shepard. Top movies included Saving Private Ryan, There's Something About Mary, Armageddon, The Big Lebowski, Enemy of the State, Basketball, and You've Got Mail. Top TV shows premiering included Celebrity Deathmatch, Sex in the City, the U.S. version of Whose Line Is It Anyway, That 70s Show, King of Queens, and Will and Grace, while Seinfeld aired its final episode. So let's stop playing with your new Furby and join your hosts, Rob Heitman <laughs> and Will and Grace superfan, Jacob <laughs> Newkirk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dirty Dozen podcast. Well, we'll write the Dirty Dozen or top 12 songs from 1998 while discussing the year's music and pounding back a few brews. I'm Rob. And I'm Jake. Will or Grace? I couldn't remember who's your favorite. I've, I've never seen that show, honestly. Yeah, yeah that's why that tattoo's there. I got you. <laughs> we like to thank everybody who's been active on Facebook. While we can't give a shout out to everyone, I'd like to just call a few out each week. Deb Rousey, Sean Martin, Alex Hennon, and Michael Smith, thank you for being a part of the community. So, Jake, what stands out to you about 1998 from that list? Any movie or event or... A lot. I want to go back and listen to that again. There were some uh, important things I forgot about that happened, especially the gas price. I know, but, that's um, crazy. That was a, a big year for me. I mean, I graduated then, so that was a kind of a pivot point of life. Your grammar school is hard. It's glad you found yeah, got it's through. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine how hard it was the next years after that. But Yeah, I was getting ready to go to graduate school. Yeah. Right it, down, it's yeah. weird. And like we were kind of saying before, um, hitting record button, just it was interesting to go back and revisit this. It's like a time capsule, you know, to, to kind of hear these things and it'll take you to that, that place in that time. Yeah. All of this music, when you have a life events like that and yeah. the memories come back and it means a lot. And it's the people you knew when you were hanging out and you heard that song. And for me, that's what makes the nineties music great. But when I look back at the movies and events of the 90s, looking at that, I mean, Enemy of the State, I thought was like one of these great Gene Hackman and Will Smith, who was really good in that, by the way. And I was like, oh, well, the government can never really track you. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, a reach. <laughs> and then the Armageddon with uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, that was huge. A lot of people rip on that movie. And if I actually sat back and watched it today, I'd probably rip on that movie. <laughs> but at the moment when I saw it in the theater. Yeah, I saw it in the theater too. It was good. I remember it being good. Is it not anymore? Is it I one mean, of those ones it, that... Uh... You almost start tearing up when Bruce Willis gives his uh, yeah. life away at the end. Yeah. Sorry for the spoiler alert. Uh, I did that If post. you haven't seen it by now, then you're out of that grace period. <laughs> 23 years yeah. is enough. It's, you're bad. <laughs> and uh, whose line is it anyway? I still watch to this day. Yeah. I didn't so. know King of Queens. I love that show. I'll, I'll always go back and watch yeah. And 70s show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that was a 70s show I never was really into. I remember oh, yeah. Celebrity Deathmatch, of course, because it was always, it was kind of fun because they'd have like, now it's Beavis versus Butthead, mm -hmm. and they had the whole thing with them. And... Yeah, it was like Marilyn Manson. And... Who is the most evil man in America? Charles Manson defends his title against diabolical upstart Marilyn Manson. 
tonight on Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> All good. So today we're drinking some dogfish head beer. I got the variety packs so we have a couple things in here. What I'm drinking is an India Pale Ale with peaches and Mayan salt. Yeah. The name of the beer is Beer to Drink Music to, which I think is a pretty funny <laughs> yeah, plan words. But yeah, it's tasty and it's different. I yeah. kind of like it. Dogfish Head's great brewery. And I think we have some sours and some hazy IPA in there somewhere. Yeah, this is interesting. I didn't read that before I took a swig and I wasn't quite sure what I was tasting, but now now I get it. I didn't know either because it's very fine print on the bottom. Yeah. It's not like IPA on the front of it. It's just... Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just beer to drink music to. There it is. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs we will share under 20 seconds of each tune, unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight, then we may do a second clip. We have made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to each of our lists in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to the artists we discuss. We have also created a current episode Dirty Dozen podcast playlist, which will automatically update with each podcast to the current podcast. So subscribe once and always be updated. We decided to link a song with the year the album was released. There's so many ways to do this, right? Because songs could end up in multiple years on the charts, we felt that the year the album came out was the best way to avoid duplication over the podcast. The way this works is Jake and I will combine our individual top 12 lists with a lightly weighted media list. They combine six media sources from sites like Rolling Stone to create our official Dirty Dozen for 1998. We'll count down the official list from 12 to 1, nice and simple. But before we get going with the list, we'll each talk about a song that wouldn't be in our top 12, but we'd still like to discuss. We call this our song of note. So Jake, what's your song of note? What is it? What is it? We all want to know. I went with a song off of an album called Chef Aid, the South Park album, which was um, Chocolate Salty Balls was definitive of the time. It was hilarious. Great show, crazy soundtrack, and the song is just good, dirty, funky soul tune with Isaac Hayes, his smooth voice. The funny thing I didn't realize before we studied for this podcast, that Chocolate Salty Balls reached number one on the UK single chart. That's funny. I didn't know that either. <laughs> and in Ireland, too. So they just think it's probably the funniest thing everywhere. Yeah, it is. And the subtitle on it is Salty Chocolate Balls. P.S. Oh, I yeah. love you. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that far, but it's... I don't know. <laughs> it's because, it, because it's Isaac Hayes. I, I, I can't even do that. He has such a deep, beautiful voice. Oh, my. Some of the lyrics are fun to, to go over. The chorus is, suck on my chocolate salty balls. Stick them in your mouth <laughs> and suck them. Suck on my salty chocolate balls. I'd have to read it to somebody else. <laughs> How about something, somebody British? They're packed full of vitamins and good for you. So suck on my balls. Say, everybody, have you seen my balls? <laughs> They're big and salty and proud. And never, if you need a big pick-me-up, you just stick my balls in your mouth. You're just going around the world. Oh, here. my gosh. I gotta stop. <laughs> I am just looking for hate mail from everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny stuff. So, here's Jake's song of note, the classic Salty Chocolate Balls by Chef, off of South Park. Let's listen. Say, everybody haven't seen my balls, they're big and salty and brown. If you ever need a quick pick-me-up, just stick my balls in your mouth. Ooh, suck on my chocolate salted balls. Stick them in your mouth and suck them. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. They're packed full of vitamins and good for you. So suck on my balls. 
And that was actually in a episode of South Park, I think, where mm-hmm. uh, he sold his chocolate salty balls from a stand. And very much the same sort of joke that SNL did for that. Oh, sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Yeah, 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 that's right. I don't know who came first on that one. No pun intended. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's uh, just amazing when you hear the keys and this great key solo in there. It's a good tune. Yeah. Music, it, yeah. It's Isaac Hayes is just good for if you're in the mood for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, so my song is nothing like Salty Chocolate Balls, <laughs> but it came to me from a TV show, much the same. <clears throat> I was a big fan of this show on MTV that was out for oh a couple seasons, and I think somebody got like a heart attack. Somebody got really hurt, and they stopped making the show. And the name of the show was Fear. I don't know if you ever seen it. It's really good. I'll put a link to the have episodes. It's going to be in low res. That's when it was put out on TV. It's not in HD or 4K. But really what it was is they had these kids with a camera, nobody else, in a scary place. Oh, I do remember this. Thing. Yeah. And they put like this helmet on and then they mm-hmm. ask them to go into this prison where like ghosts have been sighted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this guy killed 20 people. And go in there and start cursing the guy out in the dark with no lights. <laughs> and the kids would start freaking out. And then there'd be a noise dropping. And I'm sure the producers are like, had like little flash oh, pots or something yeah. just to freak them out. Mm-hmm. And it was just so much fun. But the title track from that show was a song by Godsmack, Voodoo. Oh. And every time I watched that show, I heard the song and I'm like, what is this? What band is this? I like this song a lot. And I didn't even know it was Godsmack when I first heard it. And then I found it and i listened to it ever since uh, i didn't i didn't remember that was the song on that yeah show. yeah and i know they're like wiccans and voodoo has a more significant meaning to them maybe actually about heroin there's a line that says the snake bite enters my veins mm. just one of those songs that just made an impression to me and i know you're a godsmack fan do you have any thoughts on? i voodoo? was when this album came out i was all over it this was one of my favorite songs on the album i think it's it's just a really cool tribal song mm. since sully is a drummer Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he, he actually played drums on this album and sang and everything. So it makes sense that it's kind of a drummer song and I think a drummer album, really. But Yeah, so he wrote it with uh, Robbie, the mm. bass player. Yeah, so let's listen to my song of note, Voodoo, off of Godsmack's self-titled first album, Godsmack. Let's listen. For today's test, walk into the cell where Charles Manson <laughs> killed 42 people. Sit there quietly for three hours <laughs> with no lights. Come back in morning or you will lose your chance for the shared $10,000 for the... <laughs> MTB was brutal on people. <laughs> okay, yay. We got through the song of note. Good tune. Yeah, it's a good tune. Mm. I really like that song. Still do. Now, the number 12 song. Let's just jump right in you had on your list mm. and nobody else did <laughs> uh it was your number seven song overall oh by monster magnet yeah. the name of the song is space lord so take us away my friend yeah this song came out this was my first introduction to this band and i kind of got into dopes to infinity later on and found out they were like a decent stone rock band but the song came out it was on the radio and on mtv 
And there's nothing like special about this song, but it kind of just had me. Dave Windorf, his voice even works especially well with this, even though it's not that great either. There's something to it. I think of 1998 and this song, they just go together. For me, it's a great blue song. I don't know why Monster Magnet was off my radar. It was really, really good. I really liked it. I love the shaker, the great dynamic shifts, the good use of echo on the voice after the chorus and later on in that. The ambient effects in the bridge are just killer, especially when you're listening to it on studio monitors or headphones. And I'm sure those original lyrics didn't say mother, mother. You know, what's funny is I was kind of looking into that and it was recorded that way, but you can go find like the original recording when he drops the F-bomb, but even then they record it in such a way where it's like distant. So I think they intentionally did it that way by the label suggestion because it was going to be only the mother, mother version. Anyway, but right, yeah, yeah. because you can go online and find it and it's still not very clear when he drops the F-bomb, but. Okay, yeah, that's what it sounds like. It should be. I'm like, yeah, it should is he, be. Is he saying that? Is he yeah. saying Because I was... It sounds like a radio edit, right. right? Where they just, like, duplicate the last thing he said. And, like, live performances, you can hear, you can watch, and he's... He does, oh, I'm he sure, I'm sure he doesn't say yeah. Mother Mother right. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to number 12, Space Lord by Monster Magnet. Well, I've been licking your wounds Well, I shave off the pitch now Yeah, that was Space Lord by Monster Magnet. It's interesting. He's very subtle with his innuendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to read into it. <laughs> it. You have to be really smart to kind of get at that, man. I was like, what? Prime my, prime my pump? What is he talking about? Stroking his cortex? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it's like so... It's something that you would, like, if you would make a list for euphemisms, you wouldn't call them that at the time. But if you were in, like, seventh grade... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those lists came out in that song but <laughs> that said there's no chicken references though yeah no there wasn't <laughs> that said it's really a good groove i really really enjoy the just the feel of that song i like a good blues rock song yeah. and that's kind of what that felt like so. yeah nothing too fancy you know it's pretty simple but it just works all right moving on to number 11 this is a song i like quite a bit i just really didn't see it in my in my top 12 so it wasn't but I like it. I actually didn't think you liked this band at all. I might not. This Some is... of these songs I just picked because it was the song itself. <laughs> okay, that's true. This is your number five overall. This is the number 11 overall for this uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. This is The Offspring off the album Americana. Yeah, I don't like Offspring. Pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> and this is your number five overall, which is why my mouth was on the floor because I knew you didn't like The Offspring yeah. generally. But this, one, this one's so different anyway. Yeah. It almost seems like a parody of itself coming out mm. so why don't you take the lead because this is yours it's not on my list yeah i mean in high school i wrote offspring sucks on my folders and everything. like it was you know when you're in high school and very i mean i'm still opinionated on music but a little bit more uh, mean about it back then i think again i actually like the offspring generally though yeah yeah well and that's that thing i there's they're catchy but it's his voice i think that just gets annoying to me and after two or three songs i'm like okay i need to this is not working for me anymore it's just staying in that sort of space sure so it gets old but i think when we're talking about 1998 songs this one was just it's right there stamped in that timeline of when i just remember that so and and it was a big song it was huge right tons of airplay and i can appreciate it more now i think than then but it's kind of a hysterical concept of a, a song it's not very pc especially oh, not by at all. today's standards yeah, but, but I think we all know people like this that guy in this song. Yeah, he's trying to. <laughs> he wants to fit in with the rap culture and try to get in get in with yeah. people, and he's trying to you know 
wanted to get Ice Cube, yeah. but he bought Vanilla Ice. He's you like know, all culturally that stuff. appropriating. Uh... Stuff. It's like somebody <laughs> yeah. wearing dreads or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think you like it just because the Def Leppard uh, intro. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, and the, the Weird Al Yankovic did an even more un-PC parody of this. Oh, did he do this one? Pretty Fly for a Rabbi. Oh, of course. But the funny thing is, the versions aren't really that different. Yeah, it's already <laughs> It's already a, a parody song. by itself, right? <laughs> it's still a good song, I guess. The video is pretty funny. I think it helps the song to have the video. With yeah, it. yeah, you see that. All right, let's listen to Pretty Fly for a White Guy by The Offspring, our number 11. Here's a little bit of the Weird Al parody of that. What's the girl say? How you how you doing, Bernie? <laughs> no, it's so funny that they they the all the stuff that's so not politically correct. Oh, for sure, yeah. That, that even Weird Al was. Yeah, not his is also correct. wouldn't fly. No, none of that would fly. Like it. And the next song is the number ten song overall, and this is on my list and not anybody's. This is actually my number four. The name of the song is Inside Out by mm. Eve Six. I love the open chords and the vocals to start off the song. Overdriven guitars and drums come in for a good beat in the verse. It's really catchy, pre and chorus. You almost have to move when you hear the chorus. The triple hitting chords towards the end really lifts the song. And uh, the singer said, we were 16 and 17 when we wrote it, and it sounds like it. For that whole record, I was pretty much writing at this one girl who cheated on me and broke my heart. It was a big, decent hit, but for me, it was one of those songs that I didn't know Eve Six. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, I love that song. Yeah. So, Same. I wrestled with this one. It was up in the uh, the top ranking for a long time and kind of slid in and out. And I'm not even a big fan of the band. I don't like Eve Six. But again, it's that sort of thing when you hear the song. Like, yeah, this is that one song that was uh, you instantly know it when that lyric comes on. Then it's it's a good song. No, Absolutely. So let's listen to the number 10 song overall, Inside Out, by Eve Six. Okay, that's Inside Out by Eve Six. Good song. Some of the lyrics in there, some of the things he's grabbing at, I mean, he's doing allegories to origami and yeah. turning myself around inside out and all that stuff. I'm like, wow, that's really good lyrics. Yeah, now paying attention to that at, around now, it's a, it's a different um, understanding of the song. And he said, well, I was 16 and 17 when I wrote that. I'm saying, that's pretty mm. good for a 16 and 17-year-old. But there was some really good nuggets of really unique songwriting in that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's <clears throat> jump to the number nine song overall. Okay. Back into your arena. Oh, nice. I like it there. <laughs> you like, <laughs> I like my arena. 
<laughs> in this corner, we're going into Jake's arena, weighing in at 110 pounds from Detroit, <laughs> Kid Rock. Kid Rock from Devil Without a Cause album. I am the Bull God. It's your number three song overall, and it's our number nine. Wow. I'm not the hugest Kid Rock fan. I really am not. But again, talking about 1998, this album exploded when it came out. And this was his fourth album, I think. And it he finally kind of arrived at that sound being like that redneck rap hard rock. Prime for airplay. It just worked. And the songs on this album were hooky as hell. And this one was a standout one to me. And that chorus, I think, is just really super catchy. And this song is a tribute to your other favorite band, Monster Magnet. What is it? Yeah, because no. that's what, yeah, that's where they use Bull God music. Yeah, how they published everything. Uh, that's why they use I am Bull, I am the Bull God because oh, he was a big know. fan. Yeah. Oh my god, that worked out so well. I know. <laughs> I mean, I did that on purpose. And the first time I heard this song, actually, it was on the Madden Ten soundtrack, which I'm a video gamer. Uh, oh, Madden Football. For, oh, Madden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably like Madden Ten was probably on the Nintendo sixty four. There's something music different. on the football games. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. They have it all in there. Mostly, it's now it's mostly hip-hop but they usually have like three or four rock songs and what i do is most of the hip-hop songs i'll turn off and then i'll listen to the three or four rock songs on there over and over and yeah, over just... <laughs> so i end up becoming really big fans of the soundtrack there's a nice riff on the intro <laughs> and i love the kid rock uses live musicians did you see him at yeah. the woodstock performance you see yeah. that i mean the footage i wasn't there no no obviously <laughs> but stephanie uhlenberg the drummer, the drummer yeah. is killer. I was like, oh my gosh, she's crushing it. It's a it's a crazy band. He's got a midget. And you just look at this whole thing. You're like, wow, this is really cool. He pieced this all together. It's kind of a vision and it works well. I think he was doing country and rap before that was even a thing, which is everywhere now, unfortunately. Yeah, but he yeah. said he grew up on Johnny Cash, the Beatles, yeah. and Hank Williams. Which is why nowadays you hear what he does is more of like that kind of Southern rock stuff. It's kind of, I think, where he's settled into. not so. Yeah. Much. Do you ever watch, they have this show called... Uh, on HBO Max, it's called Silicon Valley. Oh, I love it. Yeah. The first season was, yeah. was super funny. Yeah. Right. That's the only one I've actually got through. Oh, yeah. But Kid Rock plays the corporate party in it. I don't you remember, remember that? that, no. He's playing there because it's really expensive. He's got like a million dollars to play for these people. And nobody's paying any attention to him. <laughs> and he has like the, the full stage. And he has like the pyrotechnics. <laughs> and he's like, can anybody out there say, come on, everybody. And, and it's just quick because they don't care right? and he's like nerds. f these people <laughs> <laughs> on, let me uh, i'll play that for you real quick <laughs> I don't even remember that. So yeah, Kid Rock played at the 2004 Super Bowl, which nobody remembers because mm -hmm. Janet Jackson had a wardrobe malfunction. Oh, that was that, that same year. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. It's like he was on there, he was playing, but it's like, uh, uh, he had his song, but he, <laughs> he just lost out by this much. I <laughs> <laughs> deep. <laughs> He just got nubbed out by Jenna Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to I Am the Bull God by Kid Rock off of Devil Without a Cause, our number nine.
flammable gods are a good tune, man. I it was not one of the ones that jumped out at me from this album, but hmm. now that I heard it and really kind of focused in on it, I like it a lot. So number eight, this is the first two person oh, good. Uh, song we had. Actually, not two person. <laughs> it's the media oh. and me. Oh. <laughs> it's really oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this was the media's number two song overall. And this was my number six song overall. And this is our number eight overall. This is by a little band from New York. They had an album called Hello Nasty, the Beastie Boys. Mm. And the song is Intergalactic, which I, the intro of the song sets it apart on the radio. You hear that and it's so unique with this robotic voice. It grabs your attention, even if you're not paying attention to it at the moment when it starts coming on the radio or coming on streaming or wherever you listen to it. Oh my gosh, what's that? Oh, that's the Beastie Boys. Immediately. If you if you have Apple Apple Plus, perchance? No. no. Mm-hmm. Apple Plus has a documentary on it about oh, the Beastie Boys. Just search Beastie Boys, it'll come up. It's a stage show with Ed Rock and Mike D. They're at a big theater, I think, in Brooklyn, giving like a slideshow to commenting on their life cool. and walking through their, their life and talking with each other and having the play interplay between the two of them. I'd be into that. Like and that. it's so good. It's really fantastic. It's really worth the hour and a half watch. It's like you're at the theater when you're watching them. Anyway, it's good beat, and I love the thing that they're famous for, which is the switching lead vocals. Pass the mic. All of that, yeah. And I love the way they do let the beat drop. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) They used a vocoder for that robot voice, by the way. If if I listened to Beastie Boys, it was prior to this. I think around this time, I didn't like them so much. Uh, But I did think about putting them in here, and even this song. But it actually, this song kind of annoys me. After a while, I think it it just goes on a long time with that weird the vo- voice going on. I would have picked Body Moving, I think, if I was going to pick. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right, let's listen to the number eight song overall, Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Off of Hello Nasty. Let's listen. I'm looping it for Jake. (laughs) It already loops. That's Intergalactic, the number eight song overall of Hello Nasty. That's a great title. Hello Nasty. It is. Yeah, I like that. That'll be the next uh, beer name. That was my first porno. (laughs) 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 Oh, gosh. Anyway, let's jump to number seven overall. This song is by an artist you probably don't like. That would be my (laughs) guess. And I get it. And I like this song a lot. The guitar tone is perfect on this song, which is probably why I like it so much. This is my number five. This is the media's number three. And this is number seven overall. This is by a band called Hole. Oh. Of the album Celebrity Skin. And the title of the song is Celebrity Skin. The open guitar hits in the intro and the verse. I love the chorus is so solid. I like the clean breakdown in the bridge. Even if you're not a Hole fan, you can't help but like this tune. And I'm not a huge Hole fan, by the way. This is about Courtney Love writing about the pressures of being a public figure. And Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins was involved in this, and he actually played bass on a little of it. He caused some rift within the band. 
because he was involved in this at all. There was some drama in there. Wasn't the the bass player the girl, Melissa Aftamar or whatever? Um, wasn't she in Smashing Pumpkins also? Yeah, she was. She actually got recruited by Billy during you know her time with Hull, and she joined uh, Smashing Pumpkins just for a little bit for the Machina record mm-hmm. right before they took you went on hiatus for a while. Yeah. I actually like Hole's first album was actually really good. This was a great song too, and I actually wrestled with putting it on here, believe it or not. But this was the last like listenable effort by Courtney, I feel like, because um, it just really went all downhill after this. But it's it's not bad. I actually like this song. Yeah, the guitar tone for me is just so... If you want that kind of alt-rock distorted tone, mm-hmm. it's really great. Yeah, I think it took the the raw punk rock feel of whole and then had a little bit more money and production to kind of polish it and smooth it and get, get those tones like you're talking about. So it was a good kind of um, marriage of the two and, and where they are in the career. There's this whole theory that Courtney Love was behind. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I've seen death. plenty of documentaries on it. Just... Yeah. That, that they're out there. I personally have no idea. I'm just saying what I saw in yeah. the documentary. I think it's and highly believable. She's, she was involved. It's believable, but it's, I think it's what people want, almost, because they're looking for somebody to pin the death on. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was just on Kurt. And maybe he maybe. just lost it, you know? And if you're not a fan of hers, which probably puts 99% of the population in, <laughs> uh, it, it's just when you're tied to such a, a major musician. And Yoko Ono, for, for example, the Yoko yeah. Ono comparison is pretty apt. Yeah, and people want a finger to point. Right. Or someone to point it at. I yeah, say. that's like you're the reason the Beatles aren't around. You're the reason right. Kurt killed himself, or you killed Kurt, or whatever. You, whatever they want to say. It's number one, probably hard for her if she was not involved. If she was involved, I hope she gets caught. Okay, <laughs> let's listen to Celebrity Skin by a hole, sung by an alleged murderer. Our <laughs> 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 right, number seven. Oh, make me a. That tone is so good. That was Celebrity Skin by Hole, our number seven. And now we're going to move on to our number six. And it's one of your favorite bands, so you can't imagine you would have it on the list. This is your number two overall. This is the number six song overall. This is Corn. Got the life of a follow the leader. So it's funny because um, I'm not the biggest corn fan, actually. You just like disco corn? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, well, so this album came out, and for some reason it really clicked with me. And it was actually the first and only corn album I ever bought. So it, okay. there was something to this one that at the time that uh, it just really was like, oh, this is a good song. It was a good song. So I ended up getting buying the album. Like you kind of mentioned, it, it just had that heavy dance feel with that disco beat, but um, it was just, it's a good tune. And the, the video was on all the time. And uh, I really like this this album and this song in particular. And again, for 1998, it just, it brings me right back to that time. I love the spoken vocal. <laughs> uh, it's unexpected, but good. I like the tune a lot, actually. Some of the intentional hum that they have on the track, I can do without. Anyway, let's listen to Got the Life. Let's listen to Got the Life by Corn. Follow the Leader. It's off the Follow the Leader album. This is uh, Got the Life. 
they were picking corn and they decided we're just gonna name we're gonna name ourselves Cletus. <laughs> he said, why don't we just name what we're doing? Shucking? No, no, that's been done. That sounds that sounds too dirty. That's what I think. <laughs> Redneck trailer park? No, no, stop it, Cletus. No, we're gonna be doing let's just make name it after what we're picking. Corn. And that's how they thought you spelled it. Yep. <laughs> It was unintentional, right? Oh my gosh! No, I'm, I'm sure they that was not all the conversation that came down no, when they decided corn. But it's, it's actually pretty badass. Corn is a liquor in Germany, by the way. Oh, uh, K O R N, which explains the uh, German. Yep. So they were really talking like this. <laughs> <laughs> we must, we must name ourselves corn after the corn we are having. Are there umlauts over that? Oak? There are umlauts. There are three of them. <laughs> God, G, umlaut, O, T, the life. God, the life. With the E, with the two umlauts over both of the E's. <laughs> all right, let's listen to Got the Life by Corn, over Follow Leader, or the number six song for all. That was Got the Life by Corn. That was our number six overall. Moving right along. Moving quickly. All right. We're moving to probably the best <clears throat> song that wasn't in our top, top list okay. of any of them. That's only on my list, by the way. Go figure. <laughs> um, although this is actually not my favorite song by this band, this is the one that everybody would know. This is by one of my favorite bands of all time, nope. and I don't know why, uh, but I just always love them. They're one of the best live bands you can ever see. If you want to see band on stage having fun, not caring, just having a great time at all with the best musicians, every one of them can sing, every one of them can play very well, and they make up songs. They're just having fun on stage. I've never seen a band have so much fun playing. Bare Naked Ladies, the album is Stunt. And the song that everybody knows by them, which would be One Week. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I had to go with. This is what broke them in the U.S. Yeah. The rap section of this. Yeah. It's all freestyle. He didn't sit and write it. This is what they do on stage. Like when I saw them play in one concert, a bird crapped on him. He's like, a bird crapped on me? He goes, what? A bird crapped on you? And you see, you saw it on his guitar. And he's like... A bird, and I'll say, and he starts going into a rap about the bird crapping on him in the middle of the show. They start doing dancing, and it's just kind of fun. It's just guys having a great time. Sure. Uh, I love the way Ed and Steven's voices go together, the two singers. Uh, Ed's the only one currently with the band, by the way. Ed is the rap guy. I love the pre. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Chorus is catchy. My, I am proud of my daughter who can rap. Uh, this <laughs> chickity china, the Chinese chicken, have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking, watching us files and with lights on, with Donald Mays on, hope the smoking man's in this one like Harrison Ford and getting frantic, they seem tantric, like Snickers yeah, guaranteed to satisfy, the Kurosawa I mad films, okay, don't make films, but if they did that, they'd have a samurai, get a set of better clubs, gonna get time with tiny nubs, so my iron's always flying off the back swing, get in two and seal a moon, cause that cartoon has got the boom man of Maybe. I was gonna so say, you better thing. do this. Yeah. For... <laughs> uh, no, I used to, we used to play this in the bar. And I used well, to do all that. Yeah. Said so I was going into uh, graduate school and I was in a little band there and this is one of the songs that I sang. So I had to know it. So it's all in my head. Love those guys. 
fantastic. They're still playing music. They're still pretty much selling out the Greek, that sort of stuff. They have a new album out, too. I just, yeah, they just uh, came yeah. out with one like three days ago. Oh. Three or four days ago. It's going to be a month ago by the time you listen to this podcast. But yeah, they have some good stuff on there. Uh, I'll play you a song or two later. There's the one that you would probably like on there. They're very much, uh, they're Canadian, so they're kind of off a little bit, but, <laughs> but they're good. The video start, you like it, because they have... General Lee is in there, right? General Lee. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like. The Starsky and Hutch car. And I General do remember Lee. that, yeah. <laughs> that, that always earns points with me. This spent one week at number one in the U.S., and uh, Ed Robertson always joked, he said, maybe I should have called it 58 weeks. <laughs> mm. oh, uh, it was on the chart for quite a while. <laughs> And uh, Weird Al Yankovic did a parody of this too. Really? Yeah. He called it Jerry Springer. I don't. I never heard it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's it. And there's extra lyrics that you can read in the liner notes that were never ever sung. Oh. That's kind of interesting on the album, which I have over hanging on that wall over there. All right. So let's listen to the best band that most people don't know still exists. <laughs> the Bare Naked Ladies. They're one of the best bands out there. If you ever have a chance to see them live, do it. The song is One Week off of the album Stunt. Let's take a listen. Number five overall. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault but couldn't tell you. Yesterday you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold the hammer, watch your hood wink. Did you make it stop sink? I think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish of the world like the shelly swish. I like the sushi because I never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Like me and rhymes because I'm all about value. Bert Campers got the man hits. You try to match wits. You try to home it till I bust through. You make a break a figure, figure like a stinking naked shake. I like vanilla. It's the finest of the flavors. You see the showcase and you know the vertigo is going to grow because it's so dangerous. You'll have to sign a waiver. I knew you would do that. You got to. I have to. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to. Nobody's going to hear it anyway, unfortunately. They better. You better put oh, that I'll in. Put that on. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty fly for uh, white guy rappers. I know. They're, they're no they're, Kid Rock. But... Well, they're not trying to be. They're, I know. They're, yeah, they're kidding. trying to be their own thing yeah, as opposed to. Clearly. It's a fun band and it makes sense. I get it. I'd love to just take you to a show once just so you can see the craziness that happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah. When when you guys played this, were you the one doing the the rapping? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the singer. I'm the rapper. I can. I've rap, always said I, that I about do, you. I can do the white rap. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty flying for one guy. <laughs> All right, that was a number five song overall. One week by the Bare Naked Ladies. All right, so moving on up, the number four song overall was the Media Seven, and it was my number three, and not on your list. Not okay. Okay, we're going up. This is off of the album Feeling Strangely Fine by a band called Semisonic. Mm. And it's another band, another song we kind of had to play at that point in our lives when you're playing that's a bar band. Yeah, I remember. Closing I mean, time. Nice, clean guitar with a great hook on the piano, actually. I love the vocalist, Dan, his uh, natural vibrato in his voice in the song. I love the guitars get punchy in the chorus with just a little bit of dirt. It's really catchy. The drums come up and stay there. The piano synth interlude gives a nice break while repeating like an octave uh, based riff on the guitar. Much like when Steve does a solo on guitar, he's doing, he does the octave runs. That's kind of what they're mm -hmm. doing here. Obviously, you know, it's closing time is at the bar, right? Pretty much straightforward. 
But Dan Wilson, the singer, when he was writing the song, his wife was pregnant with his first daughter. But halfway through the writing of the song, he realized that it had sort of a double meaning. It's sort of about being born and coming into the world, seeing bright lights and cutting the cord and opening up to something deeper, more universal. I know who I want to take me home all of a sudden had a different meaning. And the, this room won't open until your brothers and your sisters come. And the, the, the room was a womb. Won't open until your brothers and your sisters come. From. Mm. That's it. Well, he was trying to play along a little bit on that. Because he found out she was pregnant, I guess. And yeah, when they delivered this to MCA, this album, they said they didn't hear a single and told them to record more songs. And Dan was going to go do that. And their manager said, no, don't. Because these songs will never hear, see the light of day if you do that. So just... You have an answer machine, turn it on, don't answer it. <laughs> and and he had the MCA left messages for him, like two, three, and then they released the album. And then <laughs> this song became massively huge. Oh, that's crazy. So it's just interesting that the manager <laughs> gave him that advice and it kind of worked wow. for them. I'm sure there's, he's given that advice and it worked horribly for the band. And they've, you know, <laughs> that could have gone one of two ways. The yeah. other way, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Closing Time by Semisonic is a great tune. Thoughts? This is one of the songs I never would have been able to tell you the the artist. It's that song that everyone knows. It doesn't remind me of 1998, but it's still, like we said, it's the end of bars when they close everywhere across America. They're probably getting royalties more for that song than, than anything. Any, than, yeah. When you can write a song that impacts, when you can go to like, closing time currently on Spotify has mm-hmm. 254.9 million wow. plays. So it's not a small song. Yeah. So Closing Time by Semisonic, the number four song overall in 1998. Let's listen. All right. That's Closing Time, number four on the countdown. The number three song overall is the first one that's on your list, and it's on my list. Oh, we finally meet. We meet. We met up the middle, Hmm. and the power of us meeting at number six and number seven pushed us up to number three. This is definitely one of your favorite bands of all time. Wow. This is Jerry Cantrell, cut you in off of the Mm. Boggy Depot. But since you were... Slightly higher on this, you can lead us off. Yeah, my number six. Yeah, and I was number seven. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I love Alice in Chains. And I remember when this, this album came out, went down to the mall with my friends, and I bought it, and we listened to it on the way home, and I didn't really like it at first. I think it's because it's mostly mellow tunes. Sure, sure. But it quickly became a CD that I played often for years. And But this one just, I don't know, there was something lyrically, a lot of stuff just connected with me. Um, it was definitely a departure from what you expect from Jerry Cantrell. I sure. mean, even even this song has horns in it. But lyrically, yeah, like I said, I just connected to it at the time. And it had Sean on drums and Mike Inez. So it's basically, you know, Alice in Chains. And there were some other guest bass players and musicians. The but, horns are from Fishbone. Right? Yeah. Norwood Fisher, yeah. Angela Moore. Oh, Angela Moore. What's the other guy? He's a bass player in Norwood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he also played. And Rex was on this. He played a couple of songs, I think, from Pantera. He was playing bass. So, and Les Claypool. Was he? Yeah, he did a couple songs on here also. I think he okay. played fretless bass on a couple tracks. He always plays that. So it was, yeah. It was just one of those like kind of special things that um that happened. And uh, it, it's not like a huge album, but it was for me at least at the time. And this was a pretty big hit for them. This was number five on the mainstream rock tracks at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, the music video is interesting. You know, 
the the Dodge Challenger down a southern highway, you know, you see Cantrell sitting oh, there. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And Sean Kenny's in it. Yeah, too. yeah. And uh, I think his dad, too, is has a cameo. Jerry Cantrell's dad. Oh, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's, the, obviously, there's the police chase and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, it's uh, some drug use references in there and poor loyalty to each other people are using. Uh, mm-hmm. But I love mm-hmm. the feel of it. This I feel Cut You In could have been on Sap. It's, it's really a good tune i think it fits in that vibe if you like sap by alice in chains you'll like the song so it's a number three song overall from 1998 cut you in by jerry cantrell let's take a listen Okay, that was number three by Jerry Cantrell. Cut you in. So good. I'm going to dig that album out and give it a spin again. Absolutely. Now, the number two. We're down to two more left. And the next one is by another member of a famous band. This was on both of our lists as well. Mm. This was my number nine. And this was your number one. Oh, yeah. This is by one of my favorite bands of all time. Their lead singer, and of course, <laughs> no, no, it's it's Soundgarden. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna go Audio Slave. <laughs> Boo. Boo! I know. I know. Chris Cornell put a song out on the Great Expectations soundtrack called "Sunshower," which is truly fantastic. But since it's higher on your list, Jake, please take the lead on this. Yeah, man, I'd play this one on loop over and over. This is one of those perfect songs, and uh, I think it still stands alone as one of his greatest solo songs. Um, and it's, like I said, one of those weird situations where it was on a soundtrack. You know, those bands, when they put sure. out a song and it's just on a soundtrack, you have to go buy that thing just to hear the song. But it's not dated at all. Um, it's one. Of, it's a timeless song. It doesn't sound like it's just 1998 to me. It was just, it's, it's a good song and just as fresh today. Just pure voice and guitar. Um, kind of takes time to build. The song slowly, but it's just, it's so good. I really like when Chris does his acoustic tracks. It almost has a sitar feel for the solo in this. Uh, for the guitar, mm. really good. The vibrato is really great. And his voice is truly unmatched, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics are kind of sad when you know how his life ended. Uh, oh, but it's all right when you're in pain and you feel the rain come down. Oh, it's all right when you find your way. Then you see it disappear. It's all right, though your garden's gray. I know all your graces someday will flower. Sweet sun shower. But yeah. it's just more of a... He was dealing with so much... You know, Soundgarden was ending. It was kind of what he was about. And later, he got an audio slave, but then... He had a solo album, too. Yeah. Well, he had, mm-hmm. he had, yeah, his solo stuff, and then mm-hmm. he ended up in audio slave. Mm-hmm. Because he missed that, I think. And then yeah. he got a lot of flack because his vocals weren't as up to snuff, I think. Yeah, once you've you've sort of recorded it that way, you've you've kind of put yourself in a box to always now replicate that sound and there's no grace for aging yeah, <laughs> for yeah. vocalists. Yeah, you can't some it's amazing when some vocalists still can. Mm-hmm. It's always amazing when somebody's like seventy years old and still hitting the high notes Damn. that they used to Halford hit. Halford or Dio, those guys. Yeah. You know. And we talked about Halford like uh, last oh, yeah. week a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Chris Cornell, Sunshower, 
off the Great Expectation soundtrack. Our number two song overall. Let's take a listen. Oh, you got That was number two, Sun Shower by Chris Carnell. Yeah. And the last number one, of course, has both of us on it. Hmm. Wow, we're down to number one. What could it be? What could it be? One of my favorite bands ever. This is my number one song. Okay. For number one. It's my number four. And it's your number four. <laughs> and the band is Cake. That's funny. Off of Prolonging the Magic. And the name of the song is Never There. Cake, number one. I love Cake. I love... <laughs> birthday i like eating cake i like cake a lot no the band cake i've loved everything by them i like the different vibe they have i love the intro from dial tone to the first line of the song acapella and into like this really great groove the bass line is so solid here the spoken word through the verse with the crowd vocal from the band echoing the change is just great i love uh, playing around with the telephone buttons as an instrument on the synth sort of thing mm. and the horns of course and john's vibra slap which he's known for oh, yeah. he uses that so much it's hard to incorporate that <laughs> he uses it a lot it's sort of their their sound when you hear that you know it's cake it's about a long distance relationship where a guy's frustrated this girl doesn't have time for him and if you watch the video he's like a trucker and mm-hmm. trying to call back and, and it's hired a private eye and, and obviously she's cheating on him yeah, they've always been kind of that alt-rock band, but with a little bit of alt-country feel tinge in there. So yeah, it's just kind of, it's the definitive sound of them. And they have that sort of the clever tongue-in-cheek lyrics, sometimes a little too silly, which is I think why I never was a huge Cake fan, but there's certain songs that come on and I go, this, this is a good tune. Yeah. Yeah, and the guy, he barely sings, I don't know his name, but it's like, it, he, he has his own styling. So it's not like he's singing, but he is kind of singing, right? Yeah, it's drama but, Yeah, but it all works. Um I like it because I can sing it. Yeah, it's and that's probably a smart approach to a vocalist to make it, you know. He so sings too, though. Can you sing know. Along. Yeah, you yeah. can hear it. It's just that kind of the approach that he does. Yeah. But yeah, it just has good vibes all over this song. Um, and a hook with those horn parts. And uh, like I said, the humorous video, too. They had a real niche, I think, because they weren't like this big radio band. or, But they yeah. sold like uh, Prolonging the Magic went platinum. Mm. This is actually the only song by them that actually hit the hot 100 uh, and this was number one on the modern rock chart as well wow. wow so that said let's listen to the number one song of 1998 never there by cake let's listen you tell me that you love me so you tell me that you care but when i need you baby baby Right, that was number one. Wow. Never there by cake. Now let's do something we like to call Miss the Cut, which is songs that that were on our list, but didn't make our official dirty dozen list. And we're actually gonna start this time with the media, and we're doing this slightly different. We can talk about a song that was on their list that we want to talk about, but we're gonna play about ten seconds of each tune. 
just so you hear it. And this is a celebration of the 90s. So we think it's appropriate just to get a tiny taste of all those songs that you may have loved that didn't make our list. So the media had several songs that didn't make the list. Their number one song, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Their number four song, Doo-Wop, That Thing, by Lauren Hill. Their number five song, Fly Away, by Lenny Kravitz. Their number six song, are You That Somebody by Aliyah. Their number eight song, You Get What You Give by New Radicals. Their number 11, Rosa Parks. By Outcast. They also have three additional songs that did not make the cut, which are on Jake and my list. So we'll talk about them then. Anything jump out at you there, Jake? Man, I hate that Lenny Kravitz song so much and really? deeply. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of I like his sort of vibe and his playing. It's good. I, the song itself is good. I just miss his days of like it ain't over till it's over or are you gonna go my way. This just sounds like he phoned it in. Kind of boring, cold, and repeating formula to me. But I I can go on and on about my critique of Lenny Kravitz and his. Uh, I actually probably like career. American Woman a little better. I was gonna say that's also trash. This whole album. I think. Yeah. No, 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 I get it. I mean, it's a cover, right? Right. But I just feel like it, it's one of those guys where I think they need a band. There's a lot of solo people who are just like my name and a backing band, and it it works. But I think this guy has good ideas, but he needs a band to kind of filter it out, yeah, and make a song really good. Obviously, the Iris song that was huge. Yeah, I almost had that on my list actually. It was very close. Well, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for ballads too. But Goo Goo Dolls have undeniable hits. I like a lot of their songs, but this was a strong one. It made sense to be on a... There's a mandolin in it, too, and everything. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was a good song, too. All right, let's jump over to Jake's. Jake, you had five songs that missed the cut. Your number eight, Dragula by Rob Zombie. <laughs> Your number nine, Sugar by System of a Down. Your number ten, Whatever by Godsmack. Your number eleven, which was also the media's number nine. What It's Like by Everlast. And your number 12, and the media's number 10, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. Eyes, I I miss you, 
talk about out of that? I guess the the first one, the highest one on the list was the Dragula song. Um, I'm not the biggest Rob Zombie fan, but I because I always preferred the White Zombie stuff. But this was his first solo effort. Um, sure, he had John Tempest on drums from White Zombie, and it just it was heavy and and good. And everyone loves this song, and my wife actually insisted that I put this on because this is like her. You ever done that thing where you like if you had to pick an entrance music song, if you walked into a room, what would it be? Yours would be this Dragula. is hers. No, no, this, no, no this, this is hers. Her. Mine, really? mine is Easy Tops waiting waiting for the bus. Okay. So what would yours be? Do you know? It's I don't a, know. It's a heavy question to drop on somebody, but it's a fun one. <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> I would have said this. <laughs> uh, no, I have no idea. I, yeah. I really have not thought of it that much. I, I I'll give it some thought, and if I can, it's a think fun of question. Yeah. But anyway, on, that's yeah. why that's why this um this one was kind of higher up there i mean i liked system of down that first album was kind of important just because it was weird at the time and like i said these are all 1998 in my mind so when they came up i was like yeah for sure system of a down the godsmack album and even that everlast song I, I didn't really like so much the band or that song but it definitely takes me right back to that that time and of course aerosmith song that was like that movie was huge and yeah we talked about that earlier yeah yeah, yeah. that was pretty much the armageddon song the one that everybody that made it huge from that yeah, soundtrack. That they didn't even write. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> All right. I had four songs that missed the cut. My first one was Ba With The Ba by Kid Rock was my number eight. It's all good and it's all in fun. My number 10 was Meet Virginia by Train. My number 11 was also the media's number 12, The Way by Fastball. And my number 12 was Crush by the Dave Matthews Band. I guess I'm going to go with The Way, even though it's not my highest ranking. The media had it too, so I figured I'll talk about it. And it was uh, a band that most people don't know that much about. Uh, Fastball, this was their big album. I remember getting the whole album and really enjoying it. And this oh, really? Was, yeah, I... I like, there's a lot of good songs on the album hmm. that you wouldn't think. This one I just liked. It was so different. They automatically grabbed you off the, the top. It started with that old school radio sort of tuning through the stations sort of thing. And then it has this like samba almost feel. That's what I thought of it was. I don't know. You're a drummer. You know if I'd be correct. Uh, but it's really so different. Um, chorus is so strong. I love the vocal choices that they make. Uh, I love the accents by the electric guitar. The story of the song is really, really dark. Although that was not their intention. The song was based on the true story of Leela and Raymond Howard, an elderly couple from uh, Texas who drove to the annual Pioneer Day, a festival 10 miles away in Tempe, and they never returned. She had Alzheimer's disease and he was recovering from brain surgery. So the fastball bassist, the story was all over the news, and he took this like romanticized take on what could have happened to these people. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, they're taking off and had fun doing things they first met and just ran off and didn't tell the kids where they were going and they're just going to have a great time, you know? <laughs> and of course, that's not what actually happened. They were found in hearts. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the awful way to end the podcast, by the way. 
They were found in Hot Springs, Arkansas, in their car that had veered off the road and was hit in the bush, and they were both dead at the end. But, but he had already written the song by the time he found out about that. Oh. So it's it's a pretty dark song in, in that vibe. But the song itself, I really like the way the keyboard plays throughout the song was made. He had a Casio and he looped it. It was like really lo-fi sort of thing oh, that he did. Cool. And, uh, and he processed the loop and there was this brief moment in time where weird songs could make it. This, yeah, this is a big song for them. But yeah, that's Fastball, The Way. Check it out. It's pretty cool. So let's remind people of the Dirty Dozen list. We'll start with number 12, Space Lord by Monster Magnet. Number 11, Pretty Fly for a White Guy by The Offspring. Number 10 was Inside Out by Eve Six. Number 9, I Am the Bull God by Kid Rock. Number 8, Intergalactic by The Beastie Boys. Number 7, Celebrity Skin by Hole. Number 6, Got the Life by Korn. <laughs> Number 5, One Week, Bare Naked Ladies. Number 4, Closing Time by Semisonic. Number three, Cut You In by Jerry Cantrell. Number two, Sun Shower by Chris Cornell. And the number one song, Never There by Cake. This is pretty fun, though. You enjoy doing this? That's a really good varied mix there. I mean, it's kind of uh, it's a time capsule, really, if you think about it. Yeah, there's some poppier songs. There's yeah. some, uh, if you like grunge, there's some yeah, definitely callbacks it all there. in the middle. That's and neat. there's some alt, like Cake. It's definitely alt band. Mm-hmm. And there's, yeah, it's a lot of different stuff. Uh, we didn't hit country. That's probably the only thing we didn't hit. Yeah, it's really good list and fun. And we'll be coming back in two weeks doing 1997 with a three-person podcast with Stephen Petrie and Jeff Stewart. So that should be a lot of fun. Hmm. But I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying digging back into the 90s. 1998 was a great year, as you've heard. But if your favorite song didn't make the list for some reason... Let us know. Put it in the comments on Facebook or wherever you can, and I'd love to chat with you about it. If you're listening to us at this point, I want to thank you so much for paying attention to us and being a part of the community. Uh, please share it. Let other people know about it. That would be great. But I'm just thankful that you're here. I wanted to quickly apologize. There was some slight issue with the microphone on the back end of this podcast we moved through it we didn't realize it at the time but i figured it was good enough to move on to you guys and i overdubbed in a couple spots just to make sure that you had the best experience possible so i hope that's okay and uh, we've corrected it so that will not happen again so that said really uh, appreciate all of you so thank you so much and Jake, thank you for doing this, man. I yeah. truly enjoy every moment. I, I still remember us sitting at the bar at uh, Wolf Creek, and we were just talking, and we ended up talking, I think, about MOD or something crazy, and we just said, yeah. oh, and we just talked for a while. And, and realized, hey, we know a lot of uh, useless information in music. Yeah. <laughs> and we talked like for three hours, and so people like listening, and like, yeah. okay. So I was like, oh, this is good. We got to do this. And, I, and it's one of those things where I said, let's just do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And half of the time There's people one. say that sort of thing yeah, and they never do it. And it was kind of funny that I just went and did it. And next thing you know, snowballed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it worked out good. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 58 episodes, la- 59 episodes later. It's a blast. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks everybody. We'll see you in two weeks with 1997. Be well. God bless.